Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Faith Christian Center, where the peace of God reigns and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. We invite you to drink deeply tonight of the presence of the Lord, to release your cares. God's going to work it all out. So quit worrying about it. Release all your cares. And let God do what he does best. Amen. God is so good. We're just mindful of his presence. No hurry, right? Just let God minister to who he wants to minister to. Do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time tonight together. There's something about your sons and daughters gathering publicly that's different than what we experience at home. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to corporately gather as your sons and your daughters, your body, in this public place that you've built to worship and glorify your name. We're here tonight, Father, because we love you more than anyone and more than anything. We're here tonight because there's no one else like you. You and you alone are God. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts tonight. Mold us and shape us that we would know the confidence that you've called us to, that we would know the, the glory of the riches of our inheritance in you, that we would know the surpassing greatness of your power that is in us and for us who believe. Thank you for all that you've done and that you're doing now and about to do. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That's the title of tonight's message. Where's that from? Oh, someone, someone yeah, Verizon. And how many people know the can you hear me now guy? Yeah. What's the point of that commercial? Can you hear me now? Yeah, a, a reliable network, right? Coverage. When you're talking about you purchasing a mobile phone and a, and a, and a plan, the number one consideration right. is coverage. Right. What good is a phone if you can't talk to who you need to talk to when you need to talk to them? What good is a phone if you can't receive the signal that's being transmitted to you when you need to receive it, Right? So that's from Verizon, can you hear me now? Did you know that God wants to speak to you? More than Verizon does. And he's got a larger network, much better equipment. In fact, God wants to be the one that you look to, that you come to for every issue and detail of your life. He wants to win your heart. He wants to be your solution to every issue 
the smallest and the greatest. He wants to be the one that you turn to first and foremost. Not only does God want to speak to you, can you hear me now? But he wants to speak through you in the lives of others. Isn't that wonderful? That God wants to speak to us. That God wants to solve every issue in our lives. See, God wants us to realize that he's given us a book that has the answer for every problem. If you want to lose weight, the answer's in here. Did you know that? It really is. Losing weight, yeah, it's in here. If you're having trouble on your job, the answer's in here. What? Yeah, it is. If you're having trouble finding a job, the answer's in here. If you're having issues or trouble in your marriage, the answer's in here. God wants to exhort us to connect to his network. How? By renewing our mind, by meditating on his word, by spending time with him daily, by listening to his spirit and letting him speak to us and lead us into victory in every area of our lives. I see quite often and have since I have come to know the Lord in the late 80s, so many believers wearing themselves out, looking in so many different places for answers. They'll talk about their friends with their problems. They'll put it on Facebook. They'll, they'll call uh, their family. They'll talk, but, but they don't go to the Lord. That's like, that's maybe number 37 on the list. And by that time, you've worked that problem into such a, a fervor. It's, it, it's going to be very challenging for you to calm yourself and trust in him. You've just received counsel from 20 people who don't really have an, a clue. Nothing wrong with good godly counsel. We need it. But the first time something comes up in my life, my immediate response is, Father, And let me get with Father and listen to Father because Father knows best. Can you hear me now? So what about this telecommunication industry anyway? Interesting. We've had some significant developments. We could say it's kind of exploded in the last 20 years, hasn't it? We're into the 4G network now. The G stands for generation. So we had the 1G back in 1981, which is just analog data. And then we went to 2G, which was digital data. Then 3G, which was uh, uh, multimedia. Now we're at 4G. We had another significant event happen in the, in the telecommunications industry in the month of February. What was the significant event that happened in the month of February? iPhone, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. The iPhone, which was exclusively available through AT&T, is now available through Verizon. Big deal, huh? They estimated that on the day that it became available, Verizon was going to pick up another 20-some million customers. Not bad for a day's business. What is it about the telecommunications industry that, that has made it expand and explode so much? It was estimated that in 2011, our current year, 
the telecommunications industry would bring in $4.6 trillion. How big is that? That's $4,600,000,000,000. That's 13 digits to the left of zero. That's a nice tithe, huh? Yeah. Information technology, the transmission of data, and really when we talk about mobile phones and telecommunications, it's, it's really more and more coming under the umbrella of information technology, which is simply the transmission of data, sending and receiving data. Information technology is the third most profitable industry in the world second only to oil and gas and steel. It surpasses medicine. The Internet. Never heard of that? Do you use that at all? The population of North America is over 344 million. That includes Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Over 266 million, that's over 77% of people are using the Internet just in North America. What's up with that? How did this industry become so huge, so explosive? Why is the demand to hear and speak so high? Why is the demand to receive and send so high? Why is the demand to transmit data so high? Do you know it was inevitable that after the fall, after man's sin, that man would eventually get to the information age? Because God has designed man to transmit data. Did you know that? God has designed man to hear and to speak, to receive and to send, to transmit data. That word data is a common term, obviously, in information technology. But it's originally from the plural of a Latin word, datum, D-A-T-U-M. Do you know what that word means? It means something given. Man was designed by God to transmit data. Man was designed by God to transmit something given. What was it that was originally given to man? The glory of God. Would you open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1? Man was designed by God to hear and to speak, to receive and to send, to transmit data, to hear and speak, to transmit something given. What was given to man originally? God's glory. Genesis chapter 1. Let's start in verse 26. And God said, Let us, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Make man in our image, after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God is not even remotely interested in religion. He's interested in knowing you and you knowing him. Religion has robbed many of an intimate relationship with the true and living God. Religion has planted concepts in the mind of believers that keep them from realizing who God made them to be. We were created in the image and likeness of God. Then what? Verse 28. And God said, excuse me, and God blessed them. See, God is the initiator of this. He's the creator, right? God blessed them and God said, God spoke unto them, be fruitful, be fruitful. Galatians, where do you find fruit in a grocery store? In the produce section, produce, right? Be fruitful. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Be fruitful. Produce my, produce my character in you, right? Let my character be produced in you. Be fruitful that when people look at you, they'll see me. We learned on Sunday, Pastor Ray shared with us a word from 2 Peter chapter 1, and he shared with us the, the fruits, the qualities of walking with the Lord. He talked about faith and, and moral excellence and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness and brotherly kindness and love. Be fruitful. Be fruitful. Jesus said in John 15, 7 and 8, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. You will apply my promises to your life and see the results and see my victory. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you by this, by you abiding in me and my words abiding in you, by you experiencing the victory that I paid for, by you appropriating my promises in your life by this my father is glorified verse 8 by this my father is glorified and by this you prove to be my disciples see so when we don't run to our friends first and run to our family first but when we come to father first and we go to his word and we search the word to find the promises that apply to our present situation and then we meditate on them and chew on them in our mind and we digest them into our heart and let them become a part of the way we live God is glorified victory is inevitable if you'll just stay with him if you'll just stay with him so be fruitful can you hear me now? Be fruitful and multiply. Increase in numbers. What's God want to do? He wants to build a network, doesn't he? He does. He wants to build a network in the earth. A network for his glory. 
a network that will transmit his presence and glory to the world around them. Be, be fruitful and multiply. Increase in numbers and replenish. Fill the earth. Right? What's God's network like? What is a network? A network is very simple. A network is just a series of terminals connected. Connected to each other and they transmit data. Your phone is a terminal. It's, that's it. it's something, anything that can transmit data is a terminal. So God wants to develop, a, a, build a terminal, a network full of terminals. Do you know we're terminals for God's glory? God wants to transmit his glory and his presence through us. What, God's network uh, far surpasses the, the, the technology of man. We're at 4G and I'm sure 5G's on, on the way and even available maybe uh, to, to a select few and 10G, whatever they come up with, do you know that God's network consists of four parts? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and you. Yeah. The body of Christ. Four parts to his network. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and you, the sons and daughters of God, the body of Christ. See, God the Father is the creator of this network, of this body. He's the initiator. He's the supplier. God the Son is the central hub. The network's all about Him. And God the Holy Spirit receives the messages from the Father and transmits them to you. That's God's network. And it's His design that that network would continue to grow until His Son's return. Because as that network grows, more and more people are exposed to the goodness and the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the, and the strength and the life of God. Amen. So He's established this network in the earth so that who He is will be transmitted everywhere we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to read this to you out of the Amplified first then a couple other translations. Speaking of us being the network of God, says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph. Always leads us in triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of of the knowledge of God everywhere. Through us, he transmits the fragrance of his knowledge. For we are the sweet fragrance of Christ, which exhales unto God, discernible alike among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. The message translation says it this way in verse 14. And I got it, thank God. In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. And through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation, an aroma redolent with life. Mm, 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 mm. Verse 14 in the New Century Version. But thanks be to God who always leads us in victory through Christ. God uses us. See, now if we really believe that, we'll come to him. 
always leads us in victory. Anything he asks of you, you know victory is the result. May not look like it right now, but it is. Anything that he asks of you. That's why you don't want to leave the place he's called you to be and go someplace more comfortable because he wants you to experience him here. See? He wants you to learn to handle the pressure, to count it all joy. But thanks be to God who always leads us in victory through Christ. God uses us to spread his knowledge everywhere like a sweet-smelling perfume. You still in Genesis? If you're not, go back to Genesis chapter 2. So man was designed by God to hear and to speak, to send and receive, to transmit data. And God has, has given us a command to be fruitful, to, to produce, to bear, let his, his character be produced in us. And, and he's building his network in the earth. And we find in Genesis that God created man in his image to think his thoughts and to speak his words. Let's read Genesis chapter 2. Let's see. Let's start in verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. One Aramaic rendering of that scripture, it's the Onkelos rendering, translates that verse this way. Breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a speaking Spirit. Very significant. Man became a speaking spirit. In the Psalms it tells us that man was created a little lower than God. No other creature, no other created being like man. Created in his image, created speaking spirits, transmitters of his glory. You're a speaking spirit representing God, both in the spirit realm and in this realm. And let's watch this speaking spirit in action. In verse, let's see. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, can't speak, every fowl of the air, can't speak, and brought them unto Adam to see what he called, to see what he would call them. He's a speaking spirit created in the image of God. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. Let's think about this for a little bit. Let's absorb what God's saying here in our spirits. This is not a little, you're a dog, you're a cat, and you're a bird. I'm done. <laughs> God has delegated his authority to this speaking spirit we call Adam. And he has given him a responsibility to put every created thing in its place. When you are the one who names something, you are the one who gives it its place. Have you ever had a pile of things on a shelf at home 
and you want to organize that pile. So you start separating the things that are like, and you put, put these, the things that are like over here and the things that are like here. And you, all of a sudden you've got seven different piles of like items. And then maybe you get some totes and you put each like item in a tote and then you put a label on each tote. You name them. You put them in their place. How many species are we talking about? At least hundreds of thousands. At least. Huge responsibility. So he brought all of these hundreds of thousands of species of animals and he said, Adam, speak, spirit. Put them in their place. Do you know there are things in your life that God is waiting for you to speak to, to put them in their place? Put depression in its place. It has nothing to do with you. Don't listen to it anymore. Depression, no thank you. You have no right in my life. I will be glad in the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy wonders. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to thy name, O Most High. Discouragement, put discouragement in its place in your life. It has no right to be there. You're the chosen of God. You're his sons and daughters. He paid full price for you. I will not be discouraged, right? I'm full of courage. I'm confident in him because he's the strength of my life. Be confident, be certain, be undaunted. I have deprived the world of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. John 16, 33 in the Amplified. Put discouragement in its place. Lack. Put it in its place. The Lord is my personal shepherd. I shall not lack. Speak. Too many believers walking around with piles of things in their lives that haven't been spoken to. Depression, discouragement, fear, anxiety, worry, and they're piled up in their closet. And they're afraid to open the door because the pile is overwhelming. All you've got to do is open the door and speak. Speak to it. Find three promises from the Word of God that address depression. Find three promises in the Word of God that address discouragement, that address lack, and, and, and internalize those. Speak them night and day. Speak them every time lack pops its head up. Speak. My God supplies every need of mine according to his riches in glory. Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. You see? Created to be a speaking spirit. Well, we know what happened. Man fell from God's glory. He left God's network. How did that happen? Very simply, he chose to stop receiving and speaking the word of God. And when you do that, you're disconnected. He chose to believe a lie that there was another network better than God's. You haven't believed that, have you? Are you looking elsewhere for solutions? So he, he was presented with another offer from another network. Said they had better coverage, better features, better calling plan. And he believed them. And he signed up. And he lost everything. 
But God is good. He had a plan. Before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. And he brought his son into the earth and established the network again. The new network, new covenant, right? Well, let's talk about that network. What are the benefits of being a member of God's network? We said earlier that when you're choosing a a mobile phone, the number one consideration among customers is the coverage. How good is God's coverage? Well, the best way to say it is everywhere. If you're in Nebraska, you're covered. If you're in Poughkeepsie, you're covered. If you're in uh, Southern California, you're covered. If you're in Northern Canada, you're covered. If you're in Southern Mexico, you're covered. If you're in Ethiopia, you're covered. If you're in the Philippines, you're covered. If you're in Singapore, you're covered. If you're in Siberia, you're covered. If you're in Antarctica, on a cold winter day, you're covered. God's coverage is everywhere. There's no place you can go where you're not covered. There's no dropped calls on God's plan because he's everywhere, everywhere, all the time. In speaking of God's network, I like how it says it in Psalm 139, starting at verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee everywhere. So if coverage is our number one consideration, I've got to go with God. He's everywhere. 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 What's the second consideration among customers? Well, the calling plan. How many minutes do you get? Well, on God's calling plan, how many minutes are in an hour? 60. How many hours in a day? 24. So on God's calling plan, every day you get 1,444 minutes. Every week you get 10,080 minutes. Every month you get 44,640 minutes. It's all the time. When I call, he's there. All the time. So he's everywhere all the time. This is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and we know that we have what we've asked of him. Right? So the calling plan is excellent. In fact, you'll never be disconnected for talking too much because Jesus paid the bill. And the minutes always carry over. If you haven't talked to them enough today, there's plenty left over for tomorrow, right? The bill is paid. So, so so far, I think I'm going to go with God's network. The coverage is second to none. The calling plan is unparalleled. What else do you look for? Well, you look at the features, right? In other words, if I go with this phone and this calling plan, am I going to have the features, the tools that I need to do what I need to do when I need to do it? 
Well, what does God's network have for me if I sign up? What kind of features does he have? Well, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything. Everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. So what kind of features do we have? Everything. Everything you could ever need to experience the abundant life he's come to give you as a part of his network. This, is, this almost sounds too good to be true, but I assure you it most certainly is. So I guess I'm kind of a salesman tonight trying to get you to sign up. Well, the last one that we'll talk about is customer service. What's God's customer service like? Well, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son ask bread will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish will give him a serpent? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Customer service. Psalm 138.8 says the Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Thy loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. I'm sold. That's a lifetime contract as far as I'm concerned. So God wants to speak to you. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to join his network by meditating on his word, searching his word, and grabbing a hold of every promise and internalize it, digesting it with your heart and making it a part of your life. And letting him speak to you and letting him speak through you. Can you hear me now? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for this network that you've established. God, you are the author of life. You've built this thing. You've built your body in the earth, Father. And Jesus, you are the, the focus of this network. You are the centrality of it. Holy Spirit, you are continually speaking to us what you hear from the Father. You don't speak on your own. You only speak what you hear. And you, and you lead us into all truth. We're excited tonight, Lord, because we have the answer for every issue of our lives. And we don't have to go anywhere. It's right here, right now. Your coverage is perfect. Your calling plan is perfect. Your features are complete. Your service is unparalleled. Lord, we are connected with you and we will never believe the lie that there is another network that can give us what you give us. That there is anything in this world that could ever compare to knowing you. We love you, Lord. And Father, I pray for your sons and your daughters here tonight. Lord, that you would quicken them to run to you that you would quicken them, that they would look to you, 
things that maybe they haven't taken to you yet, things that they've tried to solve on their own, that they've tried to come up with solutions on their own or through the counsel of others, that they put all of that aside, that they'd start with a clean slate and that they get on their knees and on their face and lay before you and say, Father, speak. That every one of your sons and daughters in this place tonight would experience the abundant life that you've come to give them, that by this you would be glorified and all around us would know that we are your disciples.